Today is a very special day, ladies and gentlemen. Because today is Shrove Day, AKA Fat Tuesday, AKA Pancake Tuesday, baby. Now, in order to celebrate our most favorite holiday, my man Big E is going to destroy the record of eating 113 pancakes in eight minutes. Biggie, tell the people how you feel. Good. Well, well, all right. He feels good. He feels good to the point now. In three, two, one. This is great, guys, really. When I was training, you know, for the Olympics, this is exactly what I envisioned myself being a part of. Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. I feel like I'm going to like more sports announcing when I start Wrestling House Show. Well, that makes what sense, the right? Show? <laughs> it's, a, it's a sports entertainment. It makes sense. Okay, yeah. Let's 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 amp it up and crank it up. <laughs> let's get some of the business out of the way, Chris. I got two quick things before we head into you know weekly wrap up, matches of the week, matches of the month, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. We left you hanging. At the end of the January wrap-up, we did not reward a match of the week for the last week of January. Yes. I think we're finally ready to commit here, so Chris... it totally wasn't because we weren't caught up. It was because we were teasing it for this week. That is the entire reason. That is the absolute truth, the whole truth, and nothing but our truth. (laughs) Right. So, dramatic pause. Chris, what was the match of the week for the last week of January? So, for me, I was... I was arguing for a certain match before I, I had watched all of the matches of that week. Oh. And it was the Sasha Banks versus Asuka match. Because I thought that was such a great match. And I think it was important. And it was really good. It's all those things. Yes. And then I watched Tuesday night and I saw TJP versus Tyler Bate. And I was like, dang, that match is... <laughs> I liked it more. It was the better match, I think. So for the week... Spanning the end of January, first week of February, it is TJP versus Tyler Bate from 205 Live. And once again, if we're just not getting this point across, 205, it's safe to go in the water now. It's appointment television that you should be making for yourself. That was the first week of the tournament, wasn't it? Or was it the second? I believe the first week, yeah. Yeah, It was the last week of January was the beginning of the new 205 Cruiserweight title tournament that will culminate in the finals at WrestleMania. How about that commercial? Right. (laughs) And uh, speaking of WrestleMania, before we get to official week one of February, I'm going to put it right out there, Chris. So this recording right here, uh, we just watched uh, Fastlane. So we know we're getting Nakamura Styles. Yes. So that's off the wish list because it is official. I've seen the graphic and everything. (laughs) Right. I realize... Even in this, you know, card is always subject to change because I remember seeing that Hogan Flair graphic for eight. Right. That Anything can happen in the WWE. Sure. But we're 
we're getting it unless something just right. god awful happens. And it would be if that match gets eliminated from the show. Okay. Continue. So I've heard rumors on the dirt sheets that the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal could actually be potentially canceled this year. Oh really? Now I hope that's wrong because I love me a battle royal and once again I think it should be mandatory for WrestleMania, whether it's on the pre show or the main show, because I like the fact that the battle royal is always a snapshot of the class of that year. Yeah, I agree. I think it should be a kickoff show match. And yeah. but yeah, I like so so many people never make it to WrestleMania, but yeah. this is kind of a WrestleMania moment, even yeah. though it isn't really since it's on the kickoff sure. show. So yeah, I agree. So now I have to put the battle royal on my actual wish wish list, but I had like a big miracle wish list moment for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal this year. And I said, you know it would be great and I just added to this. I just kept snowballing it. Right. Not only will Kurt Hawkins have his first win, it will be at WrestleMania, <laughs> and it will be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Right. How about that? All right. I'm so, are you predicting Kurt Hawkins right now? Yes, he is my pick. All right. Him or Rusev? Um, I'm just oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's broad based. No, I, I'm, it's time for Kurt Hawkins. Right. <laughs> I hope Rusev actually makes it on the the main show in a. Maybe yeah. I don't see him getting a singles match at this point because a lot of the titles look like they're locked up by mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But I think some kind of. I mean, do a Rusev Day match or do a multiple man tag match. Do I... tag team turmoil. I, I see them maybe being added to the Usos New Day Bludgeon Brothers. You think thing. so? Yeah, him and Aiden. Aiden deserves to... to be on the show too, man. He does. That's what I'm saying. I, I'd like to see him in a tag match. I don't want to see them keep adding people to matches though. Okay. How Not about... for WrestleMania. I see a super entertaining, crowd pleasing match if they'd have the balls to book it between mm. Rusev Day and Brazongo, who also yeah. deserve to be on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? Right. I Okay, we can agree to that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alright, let's get in to the first official week of February, starting February 5th, Okay, officially. Alright. And that was a good week, too, as far as, like, you know, I always pick out what I think the best match of each show was, and this mm. is how I determined I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty fairly obvious. Right. On Raw, I thought the best match was Asuka versus Bailey. I agree. Asuka had a couple weeks there. It felt like she needed these couple weeks because I was just talking about the match she had previously, the previous week on Raw with Sasha Banks. And I felt that the pair of these matches, not only did it help the feud between Bailey and Sasha, but it helped Asuka because she beat these former champs who are... Bailey's had a little bit of a struggle since she's come up to the main roster. Oh, yeah. But in NXT, she was... I mean, she she carried the division for a while, anyway, mm-hmm. when everyone else moved up past her. Pre-Asuka. Yeah, pre-Asuka. And, and Asuka actually took the title from her yeah. in NXT and yeah. started that, that reign. But I think that these two matches consecutively were really good they were not only was the action really good and i really enjoyed them i think the banks match was a little bit yeah. better yeah. but i think they were important to build up oscar not that she needs building up but she had been having super easy matches for the most part yeah a lot of the time and these actually showed her having some adversity and overcoming that and beating the holy crap out of these people that <laughs> we've seen beat up and contend for the title and carry the title. So I think that was really good yeah. for Asuka leading into the build-up for WrestleMania. Yeah. Interesting slow build. I mean, her first Raw match, that person's not even there anymore. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. So. yeah. But, uh, yeah, and and this, this kind of goes into another thing that I want about Mania, and I feel like it's very obvious, but once again, the booking could really be the worst enemy of the show yeah. in a sense of you've got Bailey versus Sasha right there. 
right. ready to be a, a one-on-one grudge match that people are actually looking forward to because these are two characters that people do care about. Right. Uh, one is a decorated main roster champion multiple right. times over. One is a one-time champion who yeah. is a crowd pleaser, uh, underdog status, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I love, uh, what, there's very few things I, I like about Corey Graves' commentary, mm-hmm. but one thing I do like is that he always calls Sasha Banks a terrible person, right. ready to stab Bailey in the back at all times. Right. And he is right about this. Uh, He's getting to be correct now that she's turning <laughs> into that more so. Sure. Before he was just doing it because it was it was a bit. But yeah, she's yeah. she's living up to the hype that he's been been giving her is how I see that going on. Well, this goes in, and I've said this multiple times, and I don't think I've said it on Wrestling House Show, so I'm going to say it just in case, once again, officially here on the show. Um, you know, they talk about this great women's evolution, and it, it's a buzzword, but also it does have some legitimacy and clout to it. We've seen it. We've seen it close hell in the cell. We've even seen the conversation get up all the, you know, we've had the, the Royal rumble and the elimination chamber. And now it's like, will they ever headline a mania? Mm. Now I think the answer is yes, but in due time, I think an important step in women's evolution in the WWE, especially mm. in pro wrestling in general is there has to be just one one-on-one match that has no title bearing on it right that doesn't have a star attached to it some special attraction thing like the rousey thing and there's fine there's a place for that right you know like the maria menounos thing a few years ago a couple of times yeah but a true one-on-one grudge match and that's all you need right and that makes them equal that finally yeah in my eyes and maybe a way out opinion but i think it's a normalcy (laughs) I agree, because I think it's too easy, well, I say easy, it's too expected, I know, I will say, I will go with easy, it's too easy to build up a feud around a title, because it's, I have this title, you want this title, we don't like each other because of that, and it's simple, but to get people interested in a match that's not for a belt, that's just because you like the personalities, or you want to see these personalities clash, that's a stronger thing, and that lasts longer, I think, than any just random title match that gets thrown together. Yeah. You have to have a title match, multiple title matches on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have grudge matches, so for that to be featured on a show like WrestleMania for no belt, that's important, and that's a big deal. So yeah, I agree with you. It's paramount, yeah. and it has to happen, and it needs to happen this year. Okay. I never hit myself right. on the leg to <laughs> for radio, right. but I'm doing it because I feel that strongly about yeah. it. And if they don't do it, they're wrong. Right. There, there is no excuse for this match not to happen. Well, yeah, and why? Why would they? With the the space on television leading up to WrestleMania is at a premium, so why would they use time on Raw to build something if they're not going to have it on WrestleMania? Yeah, I, and that gives. It also gives women four major slots on the show. Right. And that's never happened either. Yeah. It's always been two max. Yeah. And one of those probably has like a McMahon or like a right. celebrity. And one of them has like every woman that's not already booked in another match in one match. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So let's make it happen. All right. right. Okay. That was it. That was just Raw. Yeah. Week one. <laughs> let's just get over to SmackDown. We had a U.S. title match. Rusev finally getting another title shot after 100 years. Right. One of the great U.S. champions of all time, by the way, Rusev. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I picked Rusev for 
in my fantasy booking on one of our episodes, episode or two ago, saying that I wanted Rusev to have the U.S. title, so yeah. and he got the title match. Well, I wanted it to happen at Mania. Yeah. Uh, and I think I had it booked better, <laughs> for sure. Or we, oh, then, we did than what they did, yeah. Yeah, because you just had the title match on SmackDown, yeah. and he lost. It was a good match. Yeah. But, you know, I, that's my only real disappointment of it. I did have it picked as match of the night. Yeah, I did too. Of course. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's like they moved it along. It's like, and just speculation. Right. I'm just thinking of Duly Noted, you know, because yeah. uh, it's like, Okay, yeah, you like this guy, and yeah, we gave him a shot. Shut up. <laughs> like, I don't see it that way, necessarily. I think Rusev's time will come. I don't think they're burying Rusev on... I, I don't think they're yeah. burying him, either. I think that's definitely taking it too far. I think, the, I think the trajectory of WrestleMania started a long time ago, and I don't think that they really necessarily want to derail the things that they had planned going into the show they of course they could call an audible and and put rusev in some big match but i feel like the direction they're going was already planned for a while now so i think rusev over the summer is going to have a really strong run uh stronger than it is now and i think the fans will still be there for it I mean, I'm, I'm I'm definitely predicting that AJ retains at Mania. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't, that's fine, too. I, I am totally cool either way. Right. Rusev needs to be the guy waiting in the wings. That'd be cool. I'd, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. So that's better than U.S. title. Upgrade. Yeah. Right. Okay. On the same night, they continued the 205 Live Cruiserweight title tournament. Yes. First round, second week. Only two matches to discuss, really. They were both really good. Yeah. Battle of the Masks. Well, not actually of the mask. Right, it, it wasn't, wasn't a mask versus mask. Yeah, actually. exactly. Kalisto versus Lince Dorado. That was really good. And yep. I was like, hmm, the first match might be the second match. And every time I say that, right. <laughs> something weird happens. Well, not weird, but yeah. it, it is Hideo Itami and Roderick Strong. And this is another one of those cases where I like, without them being too harsh, they talk about on commentary, like, Hideo really has a chip on his shoulder to win this match. Yeah. Roderick has just come in. This is his first 205 match. Right. And so it's two completely different journeys. Yeah. Even though these guys, I think they've been wrestling about the same amount of time. Uh, I think Hideo yeah, has yeah. a few more years on Roderick, but not too many. Right. They're both massively seasoned vets here. Yeah. With weirdly different journeys. Right. <laughs> uh, and man, it's, I, I root for Hideo no matter what his character is. Right. Because I feel so freaking bad for yeah, him. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of setbacks and some a lot from no fault of his own. It's yeah. just injuries. The guy that two oh five passed by. I yeah. Mean, well, he was just gone for so long. It's yeah. like we forgot that he was even there. Right. And I think it happened on both ends there. Right. So they bring him up to two oh five, and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, that could be cool. But at the same time, I was like, man, I think he could be a, I think he'd be a player on any of the other shows. Right. So that 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 feels like another kind of thing. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, on the front end, I'm like, man, he really needs to win this tournament. Yeah. But then you throw in all these other people, I'm like, oh, jeez. The thing with... Not even on 205. The thing with 205 Live now, since the, since the change, and since uh, Drake Maverick is now on it, uh, it's kind of... I, I don't know if I'd say it's the place to be, but it is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was before, where it kind of felt like if they didn't have something for a guy that was smaller than the other guys they would shuffle them off to 205 live mm-hmm. and it's not the same thing where we see the same six guys every single week in yeah. pretty much 
the same matchups, just maybe shift them around a little bit. Yeah, and they're making it deep enough to where there's already talks that they're going to start the tag title. Yeah, they're they're bringing in a lot of people for this tournament, and whether they're there every week or they're not, I actually would like to not see the same guys every week. Have maybe four guys one week, four guys like NXT. I mean, I know they tape their shows like a lot at once, and so mm. you you see a guy one week, and then you may not see him again for a month. And I think that's okay because it allows the roster to be deeper and it allows storylines to progress over a longer period of time, which I'm totally okay with. I don't need it to burn out in a month. And so I think bringing in guys like Strong and Atami and Tyler Bate and all of these guys, I don't think that it's a negative to go to 205 Live. No, not at all. Yeah. That opens up a big conversation in my head, but I'll, I'll move yeah. on. But I think, yeah, I had to award the match of the night there to a Tommy and Strong. Yeah, it was really good. Just so good. And just, it's it's not, and that this is the public perception of what people think 205 right. is, is the same thing that like an ECW had to battle. Like, yeah. no, we're not just violence. We have yeah. scientific wrestling too. This is, no, we're not all spot monkey right. thing. And I, I, I hate saying that, but that's, that's a public perception. That's what WWE tells people. Like, <laughs> when they started the Cruiserweight Classic, they they made it a point to say, not all Cruiserweights are the same, and we have all sorts of wrestling. It's not just flying. It's mm-hmm. grappling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's violence. It's science. It's technical. It's yeah. European. And then when they started 205 Live, if you watch Raw or SmackDown, they only time they mention cruiserweights is when someone flies Mm -hmm. and when they see someone fly they're like you can see this action every week on 205 live and they're they're burying their own program on the on the bigger shows yeah like i I saw i finally saw uh, i've been watching some of the non you know edited off spots on on raw once they hit the network i'm actually training myself to (laughs) do that now so i saw that it was like a six man that they had and they introduced drake maverick to the raw audience and they just had the same old freaking match that you would expect. Yeah. Probably some throwaway match, and it means nothing. Not that you have to have an advanced right. story on Raw, but I thought that was a horrible representation yeah. of what 205 is now. And if you'd have put something like Hideo versus Strong on there, people would be like, ah, oh, okay. But like, change it up every week yeah. for the freaking Raw people. I don't want to say <laughs> morons, but right. like, you know, it's the regular ass fans, man. Yeah. Man, if they had seen some of the stuff that's coming up that we're going to talk about, they'd have been like, wow. Because <laughs> I went wow, and I've already rewatched it three times since then. Yeah. Sorry, and I'm moving all over the place here. But <laughs> since you since you mentioned that, you know, I mean, really cool to see something like the rise of Killian Dane on NXT. Yeah. And where yeah. he's going. I and, never expected much out of him. And he's, yeah. I knew his reputation coming in, you know, yeah. champion through Europe and stuff like that. Yeah. And he had a name. He almost uh, injured me for life, by the way, NXT right. last year. No, real quick story. We were, we actually got upgraded to front row for NXT because we were sitting behind this pillar that was blocking our vision. Right. So I went and said something. I was like, hey, is, you know, I, I'm not an entitled guy. I was like, hey, right. is there something we could do? You know, I was like, just yeah. over the side, you know. They threw us right up front. Nice. And so when, when Sanity came out and Killing got, he got roller, just thrown into the thing. Yeah. And, you know, it was a metal rail and it bit like right up there. Hit me right in the middle of the kneecap. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never going to walk again. <laughs> but I still love the guy. But here's this thing. Especially ever since War Games, I mean, Killian has been on, on the radar for sure. Yeah. For a lot of people that maybe weren't expecting something out of him. Yeah. So... Seeing him show up in this six-man tornado match on NXT, and 
I, I've said this to you multiple times off the air. Mm-hmm. When you get this combined element of sanity and the undisputed era, the three man teams on both ends here, every time they they have a spotlight shining down on them, they have never squandered one second of that television. Right. Film. Yeah. They are all so good, and it's it's almost hard to watch them fight each other because i don't want anybody to lose in this situation (laughs) that is such great wrestling to have an option for in your in your wrestling head i mean this tornado match and when when ultra violence is done well Mm -hmm. to where you can defend it as art and these people have done it (laughs) multiple times over the last few months I love seeing shit like that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not just random violence. I mean, there's thought put into the match and how it's constructed and how it starts, middles and ends. Yeah. And, yeah, so, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. It's like, uh, it, this isn't the same week, but talking about how these teams can do anything, can do greatness from anything. Like, Adam Cole had kind of a throwaway match with uh, Cesar Bononi on NXT a week or two or three yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, that could have been just a regular middle of the show NXT match. And it was really good because he did the thing where he's like, Hey, you're going to, you want to join the undisputed era? And there (laughs) was the, it was, and it was, there was a lot of thought put into a match that wasn't very long. It was just a couple minutes. And it was one of those matches that NXT has before the main event. That's just like kind of filling time a little bit, Yeah, but they made it something that I'm glad I watched. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it made, Everybody involved looked good. Yeah. You know, even the person who lost. Right. <laughs> so out of those matches we talked about, like, this, so it was a good week. What was your favorite match out of that week? In a squeaker, I, I didn't have to go with the, the Sanity Undisputed Era Tornado six-man brawl. I mean, yes. compelling television. I've watched it twice since then. Yeah. I've watched both of these things twice. But, yeah, it's. I think it's one of those things, maybe my brain's almost saying, hey, on principle, give it to this. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, no, I think it was the best match of the week and that's saying something because it was a good week i would i was torn i was torn between that one and the roderick strong hideo itami match because they're such different matches i mean it's it's hard to compare matches that are that different i think yeah and i but i'll I'll agree with you i think the six man was probably the best of that week yeah i think if wwe can do like second chance matches for the freaking elimination chamber right. we can save a couple of these runner-ups right. for match of the year candidate. oh yeah i think it'll, i'm okay with that yeah it'll be a spectrum of matches and won't just be like one and done yeah absolutely and you, you think the heavy lifting's done like you thought that was a hard decision chris no I, I i gotta tell you the february peaked in the middle of february starting with february 12th because uh, first of all you have bailey versus sasha banks on raw which we talked about Bailey Oscar before, mm-hmm. and this is just you know continuing the storyline, right? And just that was a fun match to watch in general. Yeah, and uh, I felt bad I haven't been able to reward them any matches of the week for a while, yeah. uh, even though they're putting in good work. Once again, deserve to be on Mania. So if you don't mind me skip shouting, just over to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. They had this great one-on-one match between Sami Zayn and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, totally enjoyed watching it. Ziggler, they're finally letting him talk a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe shed some light on why he went away. He actually yeah. did go away. He was going to go. Yeah. 
and they they renegotiated him, paid him some more money, and now he's back stealing the show again. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of trying to retcon his whole dropping the U.S. title thing because he has yeah. he's sort of explained it, but not so much, not in any kind of satisfactory way. So yeah. it's weird because he has to explain it without bearing the title. Yeah, I mean, that's he, the thing. everybody gets it here, but everybody's still trying to figure out right. how to word it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I don't want those kind of titles to be devalued. Yeah. I've been watching these titles my whole life. Right, not so much uh, some of these other titles right. sure i've been watching the universe i don't have you know any kind of emotional attachment to the universal title currently yeah i have a ton for the intercontinental title yeah. and the u.s title even the old tag team titles that's not the same lineage i grew up on it's, no it's not yeah, since they split them yeah but that's i still love tag team wrestling right, right, but right. those are kind of the paramount titles that and i guess recognizing the wwe world heavyweight title the one that is around aj's shoulder right. and waist that's the the title right now for me. Yeah. But that all being said, I mean, yeah, Ziggler should be in this conversation for as long as he's ever going to be in WWE. Absolutely. Yeah, for he, sure. He is that good and he deserves it. I, I know a lot of guys are that way, but he is a standout. And, you know, skipping forward to something he said on SmackDown towards the end of the month, just prior to the Fastlane pay-per-view here, mm. opening up a lot of eyes and mouths. When yeah. he's like, I've never had a one-on-one match at Mania. Yeah, that's crazy to think about, but yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, I think criminal is what he said. Yeah. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's pretty spot on about Cause that. Because like his biggest moment happened the night after WrestleMania, the, yeah. when he cashed in. Yeah. So not complaining overall about the career so much, it's yeah. just like, it's been weird. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? That's all I really have to say about it, but mm-hmm. love that match, and uh you know, money well spent, WWE. Yeah. Good on you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he could be stealing the show right now against, uh, you know, it, it would it would have been against Kenny Omega. Right. You know, oh, sometime yeah. this summer in New Japan. Yeah. <laughs> you know this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then what's around the bend here? Oh, geez. Let's just say, I'm going to cut right to the crash here. Those two matches <laughs> I mentioned, as good as they are, mm-hmm. are not the other two matches. Yeah, those there. weren't even the two that I w- was debating about. Yeah, those are like four and three, like right. respectively yeah. almost. Yeah. And I had to like really ask other people's opinions on this. Because mm-hmm. I've watched these matches over and over again. And I've watched them back to back, too. Mm-hmm. So, let's go chronological. Tuesday night on 205. First round, week three. The Akira Tazara Mark Andrews match was, was fine. It was a good match. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. Uh, it was cool seeing Mark Andrews perform in front of a big crowd. Yeah. That's different. I was disappointed that Tazawa didn't win. Yeah, I could see that. And he, he definitely deserves to win. Yeah. I think he was just in, it was just a bad, bad position. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, your debuting guy doesn't need to lose. And if he does, he needs to John Cena lose. Yeah, except Tyler Bate lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's the best runner-up right. yeah. in the world right now. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you my journey on this, Chris. Okay. I, 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 sometimes, you know, I get a couple of days behind. I'm, I'm not so live about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home from work, and it wasn't one of those nights where I, like, got home late. Right. I got home, like, at the beginning of the primetime hours. Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to watch, like, three wrestling shows tonight. Okay. I'm going to watch a 205 and an NXT, and I'll maybe hit a SmackDown after mm-hmm. that. I watched that show, Chris. I saw that first match, and then I saw Tony Nice versus Drew Gulak. After the speech that Drake Maverick gave those two guys the previous week, and the fact that something like that would pay off in the biggest possible way. Yeah. That match finished, and I turned off the TV for the night. <laughs> it 
it had peaked and I said, I can't watch anything else tonight because it could be amazing right? and could be just, wow. But, and, and I, I'm not trying to say this at the expense of Tony, but Drew Gulak just uh, yeah. left me speechless. How about that? <laughs> Apparently. How about that? Yeah, it was, it was a great match and it was a big turnaround for the character because when Drew Gulak did first show up in WWE in the Cruiserweight Classic, he was the... He was kind of looked like the workhorse kind of guy. He was the plain vanilla looking guy. Yeah. He just wore the the trunks and he had a normal haircut. He had he just had a normal look. He didn't he wasn't very remarkable in any way. Right. And how he, much do you remember of that match? Who did he wrestle? Uh I don't remember. See, I, yeah. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> but he he was good. I remember him being good in the ring. I think yeah. he actually he went to the second round if I remember okay. correctly. Yeah, he's a mechanic. Yeah. yeah. And I was I liked the way he wrestled, but I was like, yeah, I like him. I don't see a lot I don't think he's going to go any further than this because he doesn't have that big personality I was like they're going to bring him in he's going to be a trainer yeah that's exactly what I thought yeah yeah that's what it seems. he's been like. doing this a long time and then he gets on 205 Live and eventually he gets the PowerPoint gimmick and well he gets the the campaigning gimmick the, yeah, the no fly zone yeah the no fly zone and I really liked his stuff yeah. with Mustafa Ali and then he took the gimmick even further and he got a little bit more ridiculous with it and he was really good at it I thought yeah. and then he ended the year in the gobbledygooker outfit. <laughs> yeah, he got completely ridiculous with it. Yeah. And with Drake Maverick, Drake Maverick shows up and he's like, stop being dumb and just get in the ring and wrestle. That's what he's saying to everybody on the show. He literally told these two, you are the worst ones here. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. So, and that's what Drew Gulak apparently took that to heart. And he's reverted not just to his, his earlier kind of mechanic ways where he's like punishing people in the yeah. ring just but like a malenko it, shooter but know? it feels like to me the goofiness and the laughter drove him even to go even further past anger and he's just he's out to prove something at this point yeah. and he tried to prove something against tony niece was unfortunately the guy he was trying to prove something on <laughs> yeah. and yeah which was I, great because look at the look at the arc they got to have yeah exactly yeah they they they, they made I've never, in recent memory, seen this company turn that much of a negative right. from that piece of shit storyline <laughs> into a positive like this. Yeah. Was beautiful. Right. It was art. It, they probably just tripped and fell into gold because <laughs> these guys are so good. Right. And and, and big ups to Tony Nese. I yeah. mean, he couldn't have that match with a lot of people like that in the right. sense of what we needed to tell. And that was, that was the guy he had to tell the story yeah. with. But at the same time... There's only a few guys that could have that kind of match with him right now at this right. point. And I think it worked on a lot of levels because they did have that sort of friendship, teammate kind of thing going on yeah. with with the previous guy that was the champ on the show. Yeah. And, and the whole eight by ten thing. Right. <laughs> but like... also like so thinking about how what Drake Maverick said to all of these guys, and you look when you look at this match, Drew Gulak versus Tony Nice that night. Gulak was changed. Tony Nice came into the match doing the exact same thing that he did before. He yep. stood on the ramp and pointed at his abs. He didn't change. And he got in that ring and he got destroyed because he did not change. Yeah. He's not keeping up with what Drake Maverick is bringing to the show. Yeah. And I think that works like on a separate like metaphorical level. Yeah. It's like, this is the old thing. We don't yeah. want this. And if you don't keep up and if you don't get in that ring and do what you do best, you're going to get left behind. And yeah. that's... 
in the dust. Nice, nice was let, made an example of, and hopefully, I, I expect that we'll see a change, Tony Nice, when yeah. we see him again. Yeah, I mean, just take it down to street level. Like, yeah. Tony Nice got his ass beat so bad, he's got to he's got to leave town and change yeah. his name. Yeah, <laughs> he might have to. So I just thought that yeah, it worked on so many different levels. Yeah. Not not just it wasn't just a good match in the ring. It was a good it was a good arc for Drew Gulak and it was a good metaphorical like this match meant something and it meant something on a bigger level than the show yeah and I brought this up to you Chris I hope you don't mind me talking about this there was a it completely you got to go back and watch this match watch Gulak's face from the moment he goes down the ramp because he's already angry he's already angry power walking right to the ring and he's already angry then right but it his face like evolves slash devolves even more as the yeah. match goes on when certain things happen. The slap, for instance. Yeah. But uh, there was a uh, Star Wars game you used to play back when we used to room together. What was the name of that game? Oh, uh, the the Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. yeah. The, the RPG. Yeah. And you were saying no matter whether you uh, you know you're going as like a Padawan, I guess, going right. for Jedi, and depending on how you act, right. your face. If you start going evil, your face right. morphs more into like this dark. Evil yeah, it gets look. darker. I think you get. If I remember correctly, you get like veiny, and there's like a dark aura around you. I mean, and I hate to. Yeah, I'm not trying to make a goof out of this, but <laughs> I thought of that watching this match. That's right. how <laughs> insane and off the charts his facial expressions yeah. were, and not in in not in a campy way either. Right, right. Like he was deadly serious. And if anybody really bothered to watch, he immediately just sparked interest in himself with anybody. And, you know, using my wife as a barometer, we watched together. She watched that match and she already liked Gulak. Yeah. You know, it's like she respects him as a wrestler and as right. a character. Yep. When he did what he did to Nice, and then he walked, and then that whole thing where he's like kind of step walking towards Nice like I'm, I'm not done and he's like yeah. still in a trance and the ref's holding it back just those little things yeah. and then he he just kind of walks over grabs that title off the thing which is like a, the biggest no-no right you do not grab the title yeah off the you podium. don't touch it before you win it and he grabbed it and held it up and it's like this is mine and yeah. she was like yeah that's you go <laughs> ahead you know like it's like yep because as, as far as she was concerned he is the champion right now because mm-hmm. no one else has beat him because he was that convincing and I was like, I, I would like to think that someone else was watching right. that and maybe never saw a thing in him, right. not $1, yeah. and was like, wow, dude. Right. And I hope that happened a lot. That's why people need to be watching the show. I agree. That's basically what I took out of it. I agree. So that is the match of the week. <laughs> yeah. NXT man. had a good match, too. They did, man. And that this was the heartbreak of that yeah. week. So you have Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. Yep. Roderick double dipping, you know, going two oh five tournament, yeah. <laughs> going for the UK title, trying to be the first yeah. American to win it because there's only been two UK champions, right? Uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. Roderick Strong earned the right to challenge for this title, and it was it was interesting. That was a weird positioning on the show. His first match of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I, they had a they had a cool you know match at the end there, right. of course, but. I think that's why, because it had more. There was more banal storyline stuff in the last match. They, they tend to go for that sometimes. Yeah. But man, Pete and Roderick Strong, <laughs> Pete Dunne. It's always important television. I say this every time. When Pete Dunne shows up, it's important. It right. means something, and a title match to boot. So he's going to be on. And I can't. I almost can't wait to see Pete Dunne wrestle even larger guys. Because right. by comparison, Roderick's taller. 
He's 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 a guy, you know yeah, he's just, he looks like a bigger guy, especially when they yeah. stand side by side. Yeah. I want to see Pete Dunn take a guy that's like fifty pounds bigger than him <laughs> just apart, because right. you know he can. Yeah. And just it's speaking of facial expressions, watching him wrestle a guy like Roderick Strong, he doesn't look like he's sweating it at all. Right. Like he is he is so sure of himself and everything he does, man. God. Yeah. And yeah. When you have a great opponent like that, I mean, it's just, it's off the charts. Yeah, so I thought good. this was another great match. And you were talking about Tyler Bate being your favorite runner-up. I think for me in February, <laughs> yeah. Roderick Strong is my favorite runner-up. That's fair because enough, Because looking at my notes, <laughs> four out of the five weeks, I have Roderick Strong in a match of the week, or in a match of the night for me. Yeah. But we'll see if he eventually does win match of the week, because this is three in a row where I've had him marked, and he hasn't won it for me, personally. Yeah. That's that's craziness, yeah. but just the fact that like you know he's in our conversation, you know I'm not seeing you know random person I'm not seeing the Miz on there. I'll just beat <laughs> right. him up for a second. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but yeah, I mean it's still a good position to be in. I yeah. think you know, so yeah, that was that was fun, and yeah, I'm excited about the return of the Dusty Classic, and yeah, who do you think just right off? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Red Dragon or Undisputed Era. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh they're, they're yeah, not, Fish is there. out. Yeah. He's hurt. It's oh, be, really? Yeah, Fish is going to be out for... They're going to probably have um, to... They're going to... Oh, yeah, dude, I'm breaking your heart on the show. Yeah, yeah dude. I didn't hear that. Bobby got hurt. He's going to be out for months now, so they're probably going to have to vacate. Unless Dang. they do, like, the Freebird thing and they let Cole uh, do it, but I don't It doesn't know. seem like they're going to do that. Yeah, they seem like they're pretty separate in, uh, in their journeys, but... Yeah, uh, so anybody else? <laughs> Tell you what, we'll... Uh, We'll do some predictions online. Yeah, I have to think about it a I'm little so bit. I'm so sorry to break that news yeah, to you. That's that makes horrible. me sad. Yeah, I, I, I feel terrible. They're going to have to they're gonna have to vacate on their first run with it. Dang. It's so sad. But, uh, yeah, uh, TM61, they are in the Dusty Classic. They're yeah, the returning I like, I like champs. TM61. I never got super behind them, but I like watching them wrestle. Yeah, I think they're going to uh, have a good go this time. Yeah. So it definitely, I think they should after what kind of what happened to them. Yeah, slow. yeah. Authors of Pain going for a repeat. They don't need to win. <laughs> uh, heavy Machinery's in there. I like Heavy Machinery. Uh, Birch and Lorcan are in there. Yeah, they're uh, fine. Mustache Mountain's in there. I mm, huh? I'm, I might go with them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think they might win. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. And we still, and, and, you know, I've seen the brackets, so I know some of this. Oh, okay. uh, I, know, I know what's yeah. not happening. Uh, War Machine's not in it. <laughs> oh, Really? Yeah, they're not. Gonna, I think they're probably gonna probably challenge the winners if I had yeah. to guess. I, I gotta think if they're gonna vacate, I think the winner of the Dusty Classic will be the new champs. I mean, that only makes sense. Yeah, so, I would. Yeah, that seems pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty no brainery. Yeah. What? Uh, speaking of NXT, I mean, you know, it would have been the best match on any other show, but Shayna Baszler versus Ember Moon. Yeah. What do you think of the the, the way they're progressing that? I mean, it's like a three person party. At this point, but uh, yeah, that was that the week where Kyrie Sane came in at the yeah. end, and yeah, yeah, because I I think I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, I like how they're building up Shayna Baszler. I think I said that before. Yeah, she's not always great on the mic, but when they pre-record her interviews, I think she's good, and I think she she has that personality where she does kind of get under your skin, even if you yeah. want to like her. Yeah, like you can't really. Yeah. It it takes a certain person to like what she is providing in and out of the ring and I think it's it. I like it and I like how she's kind of a monster but she's not winning yeah. so there's that interesting balance where you 
you you are scared of her, and we're scared that she's going to be beating the, yeah. these women. And I, I, I got a new uh, level of hers watching her the last few appearances. Yeah. Mm. This has really been since that TakeOver match that she didn't win. But I talked about this on the last show. She's a, she's a great jerk. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, she's a little scared. And that's going to make her unpredictable. So the fact that... I, I think that she... She acts like she's sure of herself, mm. but she does certain things that makes me think that she's actually her character is scared okay. and a little desperate. So both of those things I think will will make some good mm. television down the road. And the thing I like about her and Kyrie is Kyrie doesn't give a shit either, <laughs> right? Like she is like, all right. And I think uh, like uh, towards the end of the month where they they uh, uh, she got in the ring with her and yeah. it's like. They called her Bushido, you know, like she's just fearless, you know, yeah. and, you know, I, it sounded derogatory right off the bat. I was like, no, because like she is a true warrior. Yeah. Like her character is like, I may, she may outweigh me by like 70 pounds or whatever, yeah. but I can hit harder than someone twice my size. Right. And you really feel that with Kari. And that's the thing. I think she's an interesting mix of a lot of different styles i guess i want to say for lack of a better term she's not like the asuka character who is just unstoppable yeah Kyrie sane is tough and we know that she's tough i've seen some of her starting matches and she's always had that big personality though and she's very likable and lovable Mm -hmm. and the fans love her and but they're not building her up as someone who can't be beaten they're building her up as a bit of an underdog yeah but i know that she can take a lot and i think that when she gets into the ring with like like Ember Moon is getting beat up a ton and she's getting in these submissions but she's still surviving and she's still managing yeah. to overcome i think Kyrie Sane is going to be able to to hit back a lot more she, right now they have her doing a lot of the spots she does the the like walk the plank thing yeah, and she's yeah. doing a lot of the the flashy things sure i think this feud between her and baszler and with ember moon i think with the three of them yeah. i think it's going to develop that Kyrie sane character into more of like a fighter still with that big sure. personality as well it, which it, i think is going to be good i think it's going to be a, a nice transition for all of them and build yeah. all of them up to a, a, another level yeah uh, ember's like a scrapper and best case scenario, they sell the public uh, Kyrie saying it's a Bailey meets Oscar thing. Yeah, I think that's best case scenario. Yeah. I think she absolutely has that potential to get that over. Yeah, I'm really excited about what her future is yeah. anywhere and, and anywhere she winds up is going to be yeah. great. And Kyrie and Baszler are now one and one, so yeah. they have to have a tiebreaker. Yeah, or something. I love that. I love and yeah, I'm fine with those yeah. kind of things. People people bash fifty fifty booking, but. It does work sometimes. Yeah. It's it exists for a reason. Right. It just has. It, you just can't do it every time. Yeah. I don't like this every time shit. Yeah. All right. But you know, speaking of not doing things of the norm, we finally got a raw that wasn't freaking boring by the numbers <laughs> bullshit. Right. And how? Yeah. Out of nowhere, like so many other things. Yeah. February nineteenth, the, the gauntlet match. The raw leading up to the elimination chamber. Yeah. Yeah. The it was, Gauntlet match. Yeah, it was that was crazy. I watched it on tape delay. I watched it after I got home from work or something. I can't remember, yeah. but yeah, it was because usually that's why I don't necessarily like a lot of these Gauntlet matches on regular television. Yeah, because you know, okay, there were what seven of them in the match. You know that like two, three of these Gauntlet 
matches within or like the individual matches one's going to be a count out one's going to be a disqualification <laughs> yeah. one's going to go like three minutes and it's going to be a schoolboy roll up and oh, then the you're boss gonna man have, thing yeah yeah <laughs> and you're going to have maybe two matches out of it yeah but they didn't do it and mm-hmm. they spent probably i was watching without commercials so they spent probably about two hours on this gauntlet match yeah. which was crazy and i think the front half was better than the latter half because the front yeah. half was Seth Rollins. The Seth Rollins show. Yeah. And, and the whole thing about the Monday Night Rollins movement. Yeah. Like he gets in the he gets in the ring the previous week, which you know, I definitely want to talk about on this segment here. Because yeah. this is the last week, but he got in the ring and he did the thing where he talked about Kurt, I want to be the man again. Yeah. And I like I like that a lot because I feel like theorizing this is life imitates art. Mm. I see Seth having that exact same conversation backstage with like a hundred, for instance. Yeah. And I swear he probably said the same exact thing. He's probably said the same thing every week yeah. for the last year and a half or whatever since he's been back from yeah. you know, whatever since, since that injury that kept him out of Mania thirty two. Yeah. I feel like he said this is the whole time. And then maybe I think he probably got you know, I'm sick of saying the same thing every week to him. Right. And I feel like he just walked up to him and said What's your record on Raw again? Uh, on that, uh, I, what, what's your time? Yeah, sixty minutes. Can I do sixty-five? You know, right. like I feel like maybe he just walked up to him and said that. Yeah, that's my theory, and I, I'd like to think that he did. I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, and then it just it happened because you got a guy like that who you know can do it right and do it so good. And I love how they remade him pretty much over the course of two weeks. Yeah, that's the thing. After the Monday Night Rollins promo, he's kind of proving it. Like, he's doing it. And yeah. the, the two weeks that followed it that we're going to be talking about, yeah, he was kind of the man both of those nights. Yeah. He, for me, not, I mean, jumping ahead a week, he had the best match on the week on Raw the next week as well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, with this one, he started in there with Roman Reigns. And as much as, yeah, whatever you think about Roman Reigns, when Reigns is in there with someone like Rollins, it can be a really good match. And I think this was a really good match. And it was a full-length match. It was like a a Raw main event match. And that started the show. And Rollins went on. And John Cena came out. And and everybody was like, Cena's gonna beat him. And you would expect that. I expected that. I expected an attitude adjustment in the first minute and he would go down or I expected Rollins to get a schoolboy and eliminate Cena right away. One of the two sure. just to have him move on. But they had an even longer match. Yeah. It was like 30 minutes or more yeah. I think between those two guys. I think it might have even been longer than the Cena Styles match from Royal Rumble. It, it might have been, it yeah. Been. This is crazy. And yeah. I mean, and, and here's the other thing. We talked about this rebuilding of Rollins. Almost as important as the match itself right. that Rollins had with Cena. I truly believe Cena's promo after the match was just as important right. to, to Seth Rollins. I mean, so he put him over in the ring class. Yeah. What he said afterwards, which he didn't have to do. Right. And a guy like that in that position, you know he could be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But man, did he ever. Yeah. And I... And I don't, I don't know how people could ever boo Cena after right. shit like this. I just yeah. don't understand. Yeah. He is a good freaking dude. And if he wasn't, like, he wouldn't do that. Right. I've never seen a top guy yeah. do that. Right. You know? Like, even, like, as cool as Ric Flair is and he's put people over in his career, he still likes to do that thing where he's like, Steamboat, 
he's 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 as good or almost as good as me. Yeah. But he's not as good as me. Right. Right. <laughs> like he kind of still does the bit. But I love how humble Cena in that position. Yeah. But never Rollins, Absolutely. I I damn near wept. <laughs> I didn't cry, but <laughs> it was. I thought it was. I liked all of that. Everything you said, I agree with, and I liked all of that that happened in that in that time span on the show. And who gets to be the spoiler? Yeah. WWE. <laughs> Walk with Elias. Right. Oh. I, I like, you know, Elias being put in a position to be the buffoon and the guy that Cena always destroys and things like that. The fact that he got his win back on Cena on Raw. Those, yeah. little, those little things. He got to be in the chamber. He got to be last in the chamber. Yeah. See, I don't see him as the buffoon in that stuff. I still think that him and Cena, whatever they do, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's always good for Elias. I don't see yeah. it as, okay. as as Cena going over on Elias. I just got so upset whenever, like, I felt... I, I, I didn't think it was a burial. I just yeah. hated that it ended the way it ended because I knew that... Next week, he couldn't get him. Right. He was yeah, not going to be there. I see that, yeah. That was my only issue with that whole thing initially. Yeah, yeah. So, there's that. But, you know, I have talked about Elias already a lot on the show. <laughs> but that was that was kind of, you know, he gets to, and he gets to have that. Right. Oh, yeah. You would have gone on like 90 minutes if it hadn't right. been for me. Right. I'm the one that beat you, dude. And he's going to have that down the road when, when Rollins gets the title back. Yeah. That'll be a good feud. I, I mean, I think the layup here just skipping ahead yeah. the layup here is reigns is going to beat lesnar at mania right if it even stays that way i imagine it will yeah. and then rollins is going to because reigns is going to have to go heel there's no turning back at this point i just don't see it otherwise i don't know reigns will go heel rollins will challenge him yeah it might happen because of that yeah but it's going to happen rollins is going to be the next guy yeah and he'll do it for years to come and he'll he'll give us the biggest shadow of a Shawn Michaels era that we've seen so far since that, I right. think. So that's just my opinion. I could see that. But yeah. But that was leading into everything else this week. Right. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there was other stuff on that show, but it all it almost felt felt like an afterthought. I was just like, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess we got time for one more match. <laughs> right. <laughs> there were like I Sorry, think there ladies. were like three matches on that show. Was that it okay? Night. I got yeah, two. Something like that. I got two on Hulu plus oh, okay. the Gauntlet match got edited. Wow. I could I could yeah. tell because you told me how long it was. A, no, yeah, not mine. Yeah. More Hulu jokes, but it's true. Right. Uh, over on SmackDown, uh, stealing the show once again. Dolph Ziggler, man, against Kevin Owens. Yeah. And you know, is is man? I know you're out on the storyline, but. Ziggler being added to the mix at least I think helped me mentally a little bit. I don't know if it did you. I don't. At that point, I was like, <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Him and Corbin are both going to get added to the match because they said it. So I just, I liked the match. I liked Owens versus Ziggler, but yeah. I had absolutely zero surprise when Ziggler won because I knew he was going to get added to the match because that's what they do over there. Yeah. And that was a solid show in the sense that, uh, at least, uh, except for the main event. I liked the story of the show. I liked how the SmackDown episode was constructed. How Owens and Zayn came out and and ruined the match in the beginning. And that led to everything else. I I liked that aspect of it, but I'm so over just throwing people into matches. Like, it's... You mean in the title match? Into any match. They do it for anything. (laughs) And Teddy Long's not even there anymore. yeah. (laughs) love you teddy and then this is the week where new day kind of gets their shine back yeah uh, as far as being looked at as a serious thing again right uh, the gable benjamin thing and that was ongoing yeah uh so uh, you know i like the build on that because 
I just like that it's easy as just snapping your fingers. Like, you guys know that these guys held the tag titles for like a thousand days, right? right. <laughs> I mean, like, I think he can take them a little serious, yeah. right? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Okay, but yeah, so they did that whole thing. I just wanted to bring that up because I love tag team wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird that I haven't talked about tag team wrestling a whole lot since we started the show. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm just glad that I don't have to keep saying that uh, the tag guys have the best match every week. You're right. Because in, in theory, they shouldn't. You know, um, your main event guy should be the guys having yeah. the best match. I'm yeah. just saying, the main, event, the main event is supposed to be the best match of the night, yeah. in theory, every time. Okay. But it's not that way. Yeah. yeah. Not the, last, the closing parts, at least. Yeah. Anyway, 205 that night. This was... I liked this run of matches, but mm-hmm. so far, as far as the first round, it was my least... The last week of the first round was my least favorite week. Yeah, I, and, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It, it was fine. Like, that's the thing. It's like... It's it's not an absolute just right. downgrade, yeah. but after everything else, it was just it was it was kind of like what you were talking about the women's match on Raw. Yeah, it's like okay, well yeah. we, we've been through a lot now, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's really what it was. But you know, what, what what do you think about Buddy Murphy actually? I you think there's anything there? Maybe I liked what he was doing for a little while in NXT when they were trying to push him as a singles guy after the breakup of. Of his tag like team, Murphy, yeah. yeah. Uh, as a cruiserweight, mm, I don't know. I think when I was watching this and the whole build up and seeing that he was trying to cut weight to get down to two hundred five, and the only thing that kept popping into my head is that this needs to be his story. When he becomes a regular part of the roster, which I think he could and should probably at least yeah. for a while, yeah. His thing every week needs to be he needs to cut a pound or something like yeah. every week. Yeah. And the payoff for this is Kurt Angle's chicken soup. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was That thinking. has to happen. If it doesn't happen, then I don't care about Buddy Murphy. <laughs> but yeah. I hope there's not people. I mean, there probably is people listening that are too young to even get that right. joke. But I love it. It's one of my favorite things yeah. that ever happened. Go do your research, kids. <laughs> oh, but yeah, man. that's I, all I, I thought of too. Yeah, I, Buddy Murphy's fine. I think I like him. I the match he had was fine. It wasn't my favorite of the night. Yeah, but I think there's potential there. It, it's one of those things where it's like he's done a lot of work. He's done a lot of good yeah. work. He's had some good matches. He's been on yeah. some good shows. Give him a shot. Right. Give him at least one shot to where you can at least say, "I, we gave you a shot." Yeah. And do it legitimately. Yeah. Um, also, uh, making a comeback was. Uh, the wrestling trunks of gentleman Jack Gallagher. Actually, we're yeah, we're in the Peter the Pan, pants, uh, yeah. Peter Pan pants now, which <laughs> is fine. Pants. It's better than dressing like a banker to wrestle, yeah, right? Give me yeah. That. Oh yeah, no, I was complaining about his his full length like clothes and shirt and button down shirt and vest and everything. I was complaining about that before Maverick did. Yeah. Like, I love that the previous week though, Drake Maverick was just like, "Hey, you look you look like an idiot. Don't wrestle in your street clothes. Actually, get." Some wrestling gear. He basically threatened his job. Yeah, like, he's like, I love that. Dress like a wrestler, or you're not going to get in the ring. Yeah, I, I love, love that. Yeah. Drake. Yeah, Drake Maverick is like I don't know. He's yeah. I, I love it. He adds so much. Yeah, he might be the best GM since you know William Regal. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no disrespect to any of the yeah. other ones, but yes. Uh, and then that, that you know, match of the show right there: Gallagher versus Mustafa Ali. Yeah. This is an interesting debate we could have here on the show, or at least talk about it. Okay. Now, how important is it to you? And you, every time I bring this up, you say this goes on all the time, Joey. Yes. But 
the way they handled this match, do you think it's right that Ali went over? I yeah. mean, like, he got beat up so much. I mm-hmm. mean, to the point where they were like, I think his career is in jeopardy. Mm, and yeah. and Nigel's such a great uh, guy in the booth yeah. that he can sell that to you. And he was selling that to me. Yeah, he, I, he did a great job doing that, yeah. I felt like he was he was announcing for Ali the way somebody was trying to scrap, uh, you know, at a Mania main event. Right. So he's real good at it. And I felt for Ali, but I, I, I don't feel like he should have won that match. I think that that's a cop-out. The deal is, no, you can't do it every week or it's stupid. But you can do it every once in a while and it works really, really well. And okay. I think that it worked in this instance. I can see the other side of the argument. I can see to where... Gallagher had almost 100% offense in this yeah. match, and Ali had almost zero. But he got one move that worked, and he hit it, and he got the quick. It's three seconds. Yeah. You only have to have the guy down on the mat for three seconds. Okay. And it, it adds, if done correctly, and if not done every single time, it adds a, a bit of tension. So if you see someone getting beat up, then well we saw Tony Nese get beat up and he didn't like he yeah. didn't kick out he he lost okay that's but fair enough if you see that every week then that's boring if you see someone get one move at the end every week that's boring you have to mix it up a bit okay. and if they can do that and find that balance i think it works i don't think yeah. it's a thing that i would necessarily say no it's stupid because i think in this instance i like the match i do see when Ali did win the match, I was like, initially, I was like, ah, Gallagher maybe should have won that. But also, that adds that in my head, thinking like, okay, well, Gallagher should get a rematch at some point, something. Yeah. And this could start a feud between the two because True. of what happened in that yeah, match. I don't see either of them hitting the finals. And that's, yeah. I'm not trying to beat yeah. him up or anything. And I'm not trying to be disparaging to Mustafa Ali when right. I say that either, because that guy, I gotta say, that guy has real money in his future. Yeah. I, you know, I see big things for him. Yeah. I think he could actually uh, cross over. Yeah. I think he's got that much potential as a as a personality and a superstar yeah. and someone that's fun to watch. And he's a bit he's a bit spotty, but man, I really see I really see a lot in him. Yeah. I think I, I think I think people will buy his shirts. I think kids will cheer for him, and that's everything. And that's one of the things is like they're you do that correctly and you build up a really good underdog and I think that's what I think that's a good way to go with Ali because he does have the flashy moves and if he can hit those flashy moves at the right time I think that works how amazing is it they get to hit the 054 and it looks like that every time how is there more than one person on the planet that can do that We, we saw it with Evan Bourne it looked the same every night right Neville the same every yeah. night. How do they do that? I don't know. Muscle memory. I mean, some sort. I mean, to me, it defies <laughs> physics and all right. yeah, science. It and... seems to. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I think like with matches like this, is the thing I get tired of is the schoolboy roll yeah. up. Schoolboy roll up gets a pin. If they did that, then I would say no. That not, was stupid. And not nearly enough feet on the yeah. ropes for my liking. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, seriously, if you're going to do the yeah. roll up, you got to yeah. put the two feet up there because that's, that's what I grew up on and you yeah. know what? It freaking works. Just do a pin. Just do it. If it's a good move or it's a pin that actually looks like they, yeah. they're wrapping up the guy to where he can't kick out, hmm. I've got no problem with it. 
There's not nearly enough backslide with both feet on the ropes right. either, by the way. It yeah, needs right. to come back. Okay. That's one thing. Like, pins pins <laughs> in wrestling in general, lots in WWE, I have kind of issues with a lot of times. So we'll get, I don't want to get know into was, that. You brought it. You know what was a good one? What's that? The way the Mark Andrews beat Tazawa. Yeah. That was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go back and watch it, people. Now yeah. you have to watch it. Appointment television. The thing yeah. I don't like is the, the the pin where the guy lays down his back is on the other guy and he just has one leg hook. I hate that. And the that. whole other side of the man's body is not covered in the least. That's like, garbage. Of course he's going to kick out. Who made that? Yeah. A, I want to know who made that a thing because it looks fucking dumb. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> NXT that week, you know, we were talking about Atami is a guy that 205 passed by. Do you mm-hmm. think that the same thing is happening and is going to happen in No Way Jose? Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. Did you hear that crowd when he came back? Because yeah. he was like the... I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that he was like... I'm not saying standing room. Right. Every, I'm not saying everybody was in the conga line, Chris. Right. <laughs> I'm but saying, a lot of people were. I'm saying he was super duper popular, yeah. and then he got hurt. And he comes back. And granted, this is Atlanta. It's, yeah. it's, it's a major vocal town. You know, there's a little bit of hijacking there. Yeah. But you definitely would have, if, if you were a first-time watcher, you'd have been like, oh, this guy Velveteen Dream's really popular. Right. There's no way Jose guy. I don't know. Yeah. And That's exactly the way think, it went down. Yeah. A lot of times when someone comes back, you know, they get more love than they had when they were there. But didn't yeah. really work here. I think it was a bad spot for Jose to come back. Having, That's a bad match. Having to go against Velveteen, Velveteen Dream in his first match back is, is tough. Because yeah. Dream is super over right now. And yeah. he deserves to be. And it was it was a tough draw for him. I, I question the booking on that. I, if I if that he was... had wrestled like Cesar Benoni or someone like that, I think Jose yeah. would have, have gotten cheered a lot more. Or how about something like how about a good main event versus like Kyle O'Reilly? Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Plus, you can forgive the O'Reilly losing because, like you know, he's been used to being right. in tag team matches, and that was always a good sell when I was a kid. Yeah. So do it. Do that. Yeah. I, I think he'd be willing to. Yeah. Put him over. I don't know. Just a thought. Be interesting um, to see Jose turn heel. That could be interesting. He's a big dude. Like I think he could pull yeah. off the heel. Yeah. Um. Quick. Uh. Quick pass at you here for a quick layup. Vanessa Bourne. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. I think she has a future. Yeah, she's all right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was great. I know she it was got very destroyed non- by Nikki. Yeah. But, it was you know. very non-committal for, uh, from me, but <laughs> I think I think she has a future. Sure. I like it, all they could say right now is former dancer. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, but you know we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think she. I think she. There's been some good former dancers. The yeah, thing. that's like, what I'm saying. I think she could go either way at this point. Yeah. So the match of the month last month, Chris, was easily from January. You mean from January? As far as WWE umbrella bubble. Yeah. Of course, it was Johnny Gargano versus Andre to see Yes. Tore the house down. Yes. We 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 glommed over it. So skipping to the rematch here. Yes. And it kept with the amazing story. Johnny, I want one more shot. You don't deserve another shot. Mm-hmm. I've beaten you three times. All right. But <laughs> right. I do want another shot. I'll put my career up. My NXT career. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Let's put the asterisk on there. So they're going to have this match. I thought they were going to save it for TakeOver. I thought they could have milked the television for it. Yeah, they could have. I don't. I didn't understand that part about it, but uh, you know, we we got it on the NXT yeah. show. I don't know. I, I mean, unless they're building up to something else for the Mania weekend takeover. Uh, obviously, I think they are at this point. But um, man, and then like you know, you add the element of Candice is officially at ringside now. Yeah. You know, the whole thing. But uh, I 
there is the it had this big bear in front of it you know because you have this match that we just are still high off of, yeah and now you're gonna have the rematch and yeah. it, nothing is gonna beat it right now and it might yeah. that's gonna be tough you know and I don't think it was as good as a takeover match, obviously. But... No, it didn't. It didn't need to be. I don't think. I don't think they could have topped it because that's one of those moment in time kind of things. Yeah. And this close to it, it had to have a different stipulation for it to matter and for it to happen that soon afterwards. Yeah. And it like it didn't need to compete. There was no reason to. It started at a place where the previous match kind of was ending because it started with Candice going after Zelina Vega pretty much right from the start. And so they, they were able to skip ahead a lot. Like they skipped the first two acts and they got right to the third act of this sure. and they got right into it. And it was good. It was really good, Yeah, but it wasn't takeover and it, it, but it had a different purpose. Sure. Obvious match of the night. Yeah. Now let me put this to you. Because we've been a little bit on the fence here talking about this. That of the gauntlet match for the week. What's the best match of the week? It's tough because on the one hand, Gargano and Almas part four, I guess. Sure. But really, it was kind of a reboot or a remake of the TakeOver match, yeah. in my opinion. And we've seen that match before and we've seen it better because it was better at TakeOver. The gauntlet match, I loved the first hour of it. I loved the uniqueness of it and the history-makingness of it. But the second half wasn't as good. It fell apart, just like yeah. the chamber did. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think overall, I'm going to have to go with Gargano and Almas. Right behind you yeah. on that one. Yeah. So, we'll talk a little Elimination Chamber. Just a little bit. I, you know, it didn't blow me away. I, yeah, it was... I mean, these two shows, Elimination Chamber and Fastlane, they're placeholders. This is official. They're going to do that one pay-per-view every month and no more, no less. Mm -hmm. And I I still think we just don't need these. Like, I I don't think we need these in in between Royal Rumble and Mania. I don't think there should be anything there. I just never thought that. Yeah, I agree. you know, I, I like me some Elimination Chamber, but put it somewhere on a show that needs it yeah it feels it it feels like these shows these big pay-per-view super shows in between rumble and mania are just they just scramble for filler in a way not to say that all these matches were filler but it feels like they have to create stories that don't matter in order to fill that space yeah because i mean we'll talk about fast lane on the next show but even in the chamber it was like i mean of course they named the the person who would face Lesnar and I guess Bliss did defend her title but Bliss defended her title nothing changed so what was the point of that I mean it was mm-hmm. it was history because it was the first women's elimination chamber that's fine sure. the match was I think we agree it was the best match of that show oh yeah but in the long run it didn't matter as far as the path towards Wrestlemania yeah and I feel I kind of feel bad saying that you yeah. know or at least agreeing with you on that because you know, Alexa, did, she's done everything that she can, like, yeah. in the sense of, like, she was good in the match, she played her part perfectly, the The promo was awesome, Yeah, I loved it, yeah, it uh, yeah, and it was the best match of the night, so by default, that's the best, quote-unquote, pay-per-view supercard match of the month, right, uh, but yeah, like, they they advanced more story in the Oscar Nia Jax match, yeah, I mean, now we know that that completely set up both title matches, now. right, so... Yeah, it's just that's odd that it did that, and the chamber kind of didn't. Yeah, <laughs> but 
if anything, I guess that'll give me that match that I want with uh, Bailey versus Sasha. Yeah, so maybe it did that at least. Yeah, because that was I, that was the first inkling that they're not right. going to get along now, right? Or at least. Yeah. In everybody else's eyes, that they weren't going to get along. Anybody yeah. who had doubt, right? There's no doubt. That now. was removed. For exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the the men's chamber match. I oh. was disappointed. That's my Not... least. That's probably my least favorite chamber match. Like since the the one that Goldberg really? won a yeah. hundred years ago. I just I, didn't like it. I didn't like that they set that they named the first and last entrance. I thought that removed a a fair amount of the tension. Like. Uh, I didn't, I don't know, it was just, I expected Braun Strowman to come in and eliminate everybody, and he pretty much almost did that. Yeah. And I figured it was going to be Braun Strowman winning the match and yeah. going to Mania. I'm still getting over the shock that yeah. it's not him, And with the year he had. Right. I, I don't understand why they didn't do that. Yeah. And I've said before, he was my most hated wrestler of last year on, oh. on our yeah. on our show a couple shows ago. And they were like defending his position yeah. for a WrestleMania right. title match yeah. that he earned. But I still of. think he should have gone to face Lesnar. Yeah. And when Reigns after <laughs> That's absurd <then>. after <laughs> Strowman eliminated every single person in the match consecutively, easily, handily, yeah. and then Reigns gets fight gets the final pinfall. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Why? Because and I don't I'm the guy that's like, I don't hate Reigns, I just don't really care for the guy. Yeah. But man, this it, is pushing it, me to the dark side of the the Reigns fandom. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it, and it just made me sad. He went through that roster like it was 2006. Yeah, I mean, Chris Masters and Carlito are not in this match. <laughs> right, it's fucking Finn Balor. Yeah, there were Seth good Rollins, guys in there. Yeah, John Cena, The Miz. Yeah. And I get that that builds up Strowman. I get it. Does so he need... why doesn't he win? <laughs> right. Why doesn't he win? I don't Chris? know. And that's the thing. Like the guy that's going to face Lesnar gets beat up after the match too. It's yeah. like he squeaked out a victory, and this is the guy that's supposed to beat Lesnar, and we're supposed to buy into that. I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> I I'm glad the show's almost over. I, <laughs> that 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 destroyed. I don't know. Me. I was just kind of. I thought. I wasn't that impressed with Elimination Chamber. I didn't really care for the show as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, give me the women's match. You could have had that on SmackDown. There you go. Yeah. Good ratings for SmackDown. Yeah. But what about Ronda Rousey? She was she signed her contract that night. Oh yeah, that we happened. Haven't talked yeah. About her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really, have we? I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I would like to think that you know, obviously, she's not asking for preferential treatment. They're going to give it to her in the sense of yeah, she's of getting a mania match, yeah, first of yeah. all. But if I, the Usos haven't ever been on WrestleMania, <laughs> then yeah, this is special treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would I'm I like to be a glasses half full guy in a lot of instances when it comes to individual people. Yeah. Um I've always heard Rousey in interviews over the years. I heard her on JR's yeah. show and a bunch of other things. She is a f- legit fan. She's a lifelong fan from when she was a little girl, yeah. and this is her dream. Uh, you know, she took a different route in her life, and right. almost to the point where I think she might have even done it to get that kind of uh, yeah, maybe. get that kind of attention. That's what I think, at least. Yeah. But I'd like to think that she is for real about this, and I mean, she signed a full time deal. This is like. She's not getting, she's not going to have to not wrestle house shows. She's right. going to do them. Yeah. That's what we're led to believe. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. 
but that's what we're told. Full-time deal, no preferential treatment, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to, I'm on a wait and see right now. Yeah. I, I am, I have nothing against her. I, I was about to say the same thing. I have nothing against her. I think it's great for her. I I welcome her to yeah, the WWE. Yeah. And anybody you know gets more eyes on there, yeah. and I'm all for that. And I and it's a good time for her to come in, man. You can legit sell the yeah. women's is happenings <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I just hope that they treat her story wise in a way that will not demonize her to the fans in a certain way. Exactly. The Reigns thing, where he keeps getting pushed even though there's a lot of blowback. And I know WWE likes it because it gets reactions. Well, but, Cena, Cena ruined it for everybody. No, yeah. no, he didn't. But yeah. they want that again. They want that yeah. lightning in a bottle again. And I don't think that Rousey's necessarily going to go that route. But I hope that she I hope that she does wrestle on a regular basis. And that we get to see what she can do before WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, I guess we won't because that's going to be her debut match, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I could say this, and I put this to you tonight before, like, it was during the Fastlane pre-show. Yeah. I said, do you think, I mean, they could sell you anything, obviously. Yeah. But are they going to go and push in for that women's main event for WrestleMania? And if they wait a year, I think all they need is a year. Yeah. Asuka versus Rousey. That'd be great. I yeah. think that's the potential matchup that will bring it. You think Asuka would still be undefeated at that point? See, that's the thing. I think she would have to be. Yeah. That would be interesting to see them actually commit to something like that. Yeah. So, you heard it here first. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I think my favorite part of the contract signing was senile Kurt Angle. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> just, he just, he woke up like, yeah. like, he was like in a dream stage. Yeah. It was He's just... like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Maybe I did steal this car. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I, it was great because I haven't been that big of a fan of Kurt. Like you know, yeah. it's fine. I've been, I'm definitely taking yeah. him for granted already at this yeah. point. So the fact that he just woke up out of that <laughs> yeah. dream is great. Oh man, it was so good. And you know, I don't think anybody even saw him teaming with Rousey. Yeah. Until that very second, right? <laughs> just right away, it was an instant yeah. classic. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that did make me giggle. My favorite social media thing of the month. I don't mm. know if I'm going to have an award for this every show. Uh, Lance Storm, you know, one of our favorites of yes. all time. He's great on Twitter, by the way. Yes. And he tells it like it is. And he was like, Rousey has the best serious face. Mm-hmm. And the the top two comments, which comments are usually garbage, right. but I enjoyed them so much on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one guy said, I want to hang out with Happy Rhonda. I don't want to be in the same country with angry Rhonda. Very good <laughs> yeah, point. Absolutely. And then this, the, the guy below it said, here's some early footage of Rhonda as a little girl. And it was angry Ms. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, good chuckles there. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's finish up, uh, last week of February. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, this, this thing was carried by the, uh, you know, the, the continuing Rousey yeah. angle Hunter Stephanie thing. Yep. Um, in front of it all, great promo on the top of the show, plus with The Miz, which leads into Miz versus Seth Rollins, yes. which I believe was the match of the night. I agree. In a, in, a, in a night where Miz had two matches. Yeah, that was the night where Angle put Miz in a match against Rollins and then immediately put him in one against Balor. Yeah. And it's pretty clear what they were doing. But it's just it not was sure who's going to face him yeah. in our kind of yeah. title. Do we even... What do you, what do you think is going to happen with that? I, I saw... Threat. Triple threat. Yeah. See, I, I, 
I thought that they might have been planting seeds for a Balor Club versus Miz and Miz Taraj match. Cool, yeah. I mean, but, but Rollins needs a spot. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's. They, and if Miz is gonna take time off for his kid, like, yeah, he's gonna have to drop yeah. him. And that would be a built-in feud between Rollins and Balor for the title. And I think they're gonna make him take time off. Yeah, because he, he's not the kind of guy. It seems like he would. Yeah. So they're gonna have to make him. Yeah. I see it happening. Shooting over to SmackDown here, and uh, yeah, this was kind of a, it was it was it was a pedestrian SmackDown. I, I we finally got to see Aiden English wrestle for the first time in forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that versus Nakamura, yeah. and of course building up towards the Rusev Nakamura match at Fastlane. Uh, we got Cena Styles, yep, first time in a long time. Which I'm okay with them wrestling anytime they wrestle. I'm just not super thrilled with the story that was surrounding the match. Yeah, that was weird. I like the style. Seems kind of like professionally conflicted. Yeah, I don't have a problem with John Cena, but <laughs> this is garbage. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. stop putting people in my match. Exactly. Match of the night, though, right? Yeah, for SmackDown for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's all I really have to say about yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, two hundred five starting round two starts off yep. semis uh, Cedric Alexander versus TJP and then Kalisto versus Roderick Strong mm-hmm. that was definitely a pickem yeah uh, we were definitely tough. up from the previous week yeah i think we decided in a squeaker it, it went to the second match Kalisto versus Roderick that's what i was campaigning for yeah in part because strong had had such a good february that i felt that he deserved match of the week at some point and it was it was a really good match yeah the first match kind of broke my heart because, I mean, it was kind of like when I saw the graphics for all the initial matchups in the tournament. I'm yeah. like, damn, what are these guys going to go home? Yeah. Man. I just, like... Yeah. At this point now, I mean, it definitely looks... I think Cedric is probably going to go all the way. Yeah. Um, personal favorite being Gulak. Are they on separate sides of the bracket? They were. They are. Because I'd like they to are, see actually. Gulak versus Alexander okay. in the in the finals. I think I definitely called yeah. that that was going to be the finals. Yeah. Uh, you know, I see Cedric winning. Uh, it, it, he kind of needs to on principle because no yeah. one's been dissed as hard as him. Yeah, I think I've year. said it before. I really want Alexander to to hold yeah. that title, and he's a good face for the promotion. Yeah. I, I really do believe that, and I, I'd put my money on him too. If, yeah. if I was leading a promotion, he'd be one of my top guys easily. Yeah. And I put a belt on him. Uh, I just, I just feel bad for TJP. Speaking of people who have kind of been dissed. Yeah. But I think he'll be the first major contender. Yeah. So maybe we'll see yeah. him swap it or something yeah. at this point. But um, yeah. But that Roderick Strong, Kalisto thing, that was super fun to watch. Yes. And that's another good example of here's a contrast in styles yeah. of the cruiserweight division. Right. It, it was almost kind of like, you know, I was thinking like Eddie Dean, you know, from the ECW days. Yeah. Like, I like that contrast. Yeah. One's, a, one's definitely faster than the other. But better not have that one catch you. Right. Because when he catches you, you're going <laughs> yeah, down. You better watch your back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had two uh, weeks in a row with Velveteen Dreams. That means he had to work twice that night <laughs> on on NXT. Yeah, I guess so. I was that? thinking if it was either the same week or if that was like two separate weeks, one ending one week and one starting yeah. the next. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, oh, God, I would have hoped if I was at that tape and my last yeah, match would have been Almas versus Gargano. Right. So yeah. let's hope that that was the case. Um, yeah, and Velveteen making headlines out of the ring too because he's, I think he's in character doing these interviews, but they're making him the guy that hates indie guys coming in. Yeah, and he's literally like saying, "Yeah, they're taking our spots," and I think that's crap. Yeah, <laughs> and 
I think that's carrying his persona, especially to the one percenters right. in the crowd. But they still love him. Yeah. But I'm just waiting for him to like really drive daggers into their heart. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's gonna be fun. But man, he faced Tyler, and I really I that and there was all good matches. We talked yep. about the uh, Benoni Cole match. Yep. That was fun to watch. As short as it was, that was fun to watch. Yeah. And Kyrie versus Shayna was really good. Yeah. But I was talking about how I I can't wait to see. Uh, Pete Dunn against bigger guys. Mm. Watching Tyler Bate work Velveteen, yeah. how fun was that? That was really cool. I love the first part of the match where Bate was just doing all sorts, just like running circles around Dream, <laughs> and Dream like Dream was just standing there at one point. He just almost gave up. It was like, what do I do? And he got out of the ring so frustrated. That was so... I loved it. It's the first time ever since I've been a fan yeah. where I was intrigued to actually get in the ring. Mm. For the strictest sense of, I want to walk in a ring with a Tyler Bate mm. and just hold my arm out like this. You know, like the beginning of Daria? <laughs> right. Remember back in the day? Yeah. And she holds her arm out like this right. every time for a sporting event? <laughs> yeah. I just want to hold my arm out and see what Tyler does. I could stand there for two minutes. <laughs> right. And he would wow that crowd. <laughs> Even with someone like me. Right. Telling you. <laughs> Loved it. Match of the night. Yep. For the whole week, though? Who gets it? I went with Kalisto versus Roderick Strong. Smart choice. I, yeah, I really like that match. All right. How about the whole month, man? We're going to commit? I I have my favorites. You go ahead, because I'm undecided. Very much so. Uh, it's tough. Like, January was super easy. This one, not so much. I have two in mind okay. coming coming in, All right. and uh, we we I kind of like doing this live, so I think I'm going to keep doing this okay. as the monthly shows go on. But I have it between Drew Gulak versus Tony Nice and the Six Man Tornado. I figured that's where you were going. Yep, <laughs> I am going to go with Drew Gulak and Tony Nice right. because. It because of everything be, we said earlier. Yeah, it needs like, to be seen. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this show and you haven't seen it, we kind of blew the finish for you. <laughs> However, I should have really said at the top of that, just pause the show and go and watch <laughs> that match. But that being said, just and they'll give you some extra factors to look for. Gulak's face, hmm. the way he approaches, his post-match mannerisms. Before the bell even rang until way after the bell rang, right. it's a classic. It was an instant classic yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, and I like I feel like I said it ended the night for me prematurely. Right. I couldn't watch wrestling after that, and that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, like when I can say that, and I'm not lying to myself. Right. Not that I'm being lazy. I don't watch shows anymore. No, I had to turn <laughs> off the TV. Yeah, and like watch a cartoon or something maybe later on. But yeah. uh, listen to music, just something to chill out to. Yeah, you need the, a palate cleanser. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going with that. So congratulations, Tony Nice and Drew Gulak. And uh, I am, I'm, you know, yeah, like I said, I think Cedric Alexander's a lock to win the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, but yeah, Drew Gulak, he, de- he equally deserves it. I think so. I agree. On principle. He's been there since the beginning, too. And yeah. yeah. By the way, Mania, they should just break tradition and freaking book a rematch. Well, they can't do it because Bobby Fish is hurt. But wouldn't that be great if they could book uh, the Undisputed Era? Versus Sanity oh, yeah. in another six-man brawl. Yeah. Just a mania. Even if no one knew who the F they were, right. they could go in there and be like, what? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Yeah. So I guess that's going to be replaced with the SmackDown tag title confusion that's going on right sure. now. That is going to be a fight. 
that potentially is uh, well besides Styles Nakamura. That's going to be the sleeper at least. I think the SmackDown think tag so. title. Yeah. We'll finally get some good positioning on Mania, first yeah. of all, and get the status it deserves. Nakamura and Styles has a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. I think the... Well, Smack- does it in America, though? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, with people like us, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, come on, think about, I think mean, about I guess the for, families. I guess that- for casual fans that don't have never heard of Nakamura before WWE, mm-hmm. yeah. probably not as much, but... In general, wrestling fans oh, okay. of any kind, I think it has a lot to live up to. I think the SmackDown tag titles, like you said, could be the sleeper because maybe people don't expect as much. Yeah. But I, but with the Usos and New Day, I think you do expect a lot there too. I see going into Styles Nakamura very 50-50 in the sense of as, as a people of the massive diehard wrestling fans that yeah. understand what this means. You, first of all, you know they're going to be saying this is awesome before they even touch each other. Well, yeah, but the Think about that. in the crowd are so kind of dumb. It does and it doesn't have a lot to live up to. Yeah, they're, getting, they're getting a pass on the first act, that's for sure. I see what you're saying. But, you know, they're capable of pushing past that. Sure. I just hope the fans don't ruin the match. That sounds <laughs> yeah. weird to say, but they better not freaking ruin the match. On both ends, by the way. Right. The, the Fairweathers need to adhere... And the other ones need to dial it down <laughs> and just give massive applause and cheers right. throughout the whole thing right. and ooze and ahs and gasps. Go watch their New Japan match from Wrestle Kingdom 10 and imitate the Japanese crowd and do what they do. And that, because that was such an amazing feeling being I'm still that jealous. Crowd. Yeah. Because yeah. you felt as the match built. You felt the crowd buzz louder and louder as it happened. It was it was cool. Chris, you're gonna be one of the. I feel like one of the very few American citizens that will be able to say you saw two Styles Nakamura matches in the stadiums. Yeah, probably. It's gotta feel pretty good, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I tip my hat to you. <laughs> Thanks. You didn't see a lot of uh, you didn't see a lot of Americans in that crowd, did you? Not a lot, no. Yeah. There was a lot of people there, though. I think you're gonna yeah. be you're in a very small percentage. So, right. Yeah, tuck your collar there a little bit. All right, Turn <laughs> right. off your shoulder. All right, we're gonna go and get the hell out of here. Thanks everybody for tuning in. You are listening to CNJRadio.com, home of the Wrestling House Show. What else happens on there, Chris? <laughs> go to CNJ Radio for the Wrestling House Show, where we have all sorts of things going on on the Wrestling House Show website. We have been playing around with the format of the show. Of course, you get these monthly wrap-ups every month. Within the first week or so, we'll try to get a little bit closer to the beginning of the month from now on. And we did start up the Wrestling House Show Super Show, where we talk about retro super shows, starting with Starcade 83. Mm -hmm. And that's already up. You can go listen to that. Much, much more to come with that. And Joey goaded me into doing something else on the show, doing Wrestling House Show mini-episodes, where I talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, at least that's where we're starting. Currently, the New Japan Cup 2018 has started. We are, as of recording, into the first round still. As of whenever this comes up, it'll be somewhere around there. Because they were butting our ass into the middle of it right here with this one. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) so this is going to pop up right in the middle of it. But it is me talking about New Japan and talking about the tournament and all that. So if you're interested in New Japan, you haven't been watching it, you maybe kind of want to see what to try to seek out. Those are a good thing. They're about 20 minutes or so a piece, so they're easy to digest. They're fun-sized. So go to the Wrestling House Show for all that. Let us know what you think on the Facebook and Twitter linked from the .com. 
And also on cnjradio.com is the family of CNJ Radio Network podcast, including Joey's Rock Strikes 10, the show always guaranteed to give you 10 songs, no more, no less, Randy Brown's The Synaptic, A True Alternative, and The Last Theater on the Left, hosted by me, with, of course, Joey. And that's the show where we talk about movies, horror movies, movies that are forgotten and trashed, but they are wonderful, so go check that out. Yeah, we're currently on our spring break vacation in Springwood. Yes. And if you don't know what that means, then you really ought to be checking out <laughs> Last Theater on the yes. Left. all on cnjradio.com. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Really good job, guys. This is awesome. I, for one, think what they're doing is great. What you guys have done for pancakes is astronomical. And if you ask me, I think you should take this little pancake operation on the road. I mean, ooh, imagine the possibilities, you guys. Think about it. Hold on before you go. Come here, honey. Let The Rock ask you a question. Well, where are you from? Well, The Rock says, why don't you just pancake your ass back to Chicago? Oh,